This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Gordon Damer Show. I heard a lot of after the Raider game, you know, Zach Wilson, he's not the reason you lost that game. You know, Zach Wilson, he wasn't bad last week. You know, Zach Wilson, I actually thought he was pretty good. Do people have PTSD when it comes to Zach Wilson at this point? He did not throw a touchdown. You did not score a touchdown. And the quarterback of the team with the ball in his hands down the stretch of the game in a pretty critical kind of game. Zach back to throw. Looks right, throws right. Intercepted! It's picked off! Generally, if a quarterback doesn't throw a touchdown, your team doesn't score a touchdown, and you throw a game-sealing interception in the red zone in the fourth quarter just with my own eyes test, that generally turns out to be a bad performance by the quarterback. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Every week when we do this show, actually every show that we do, even the ESPN New York Tonight shows, me and Larry at at the night times, uh, the producers of the show always send out a a sheet of information, you know, things that may be off the beaten path, things you maybe already know, stories, audio cuts, all these different things. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I peruse it. A lot of the stuff I already know, it's kind of my job to know it. I think Joe put it together today. Maybe it was Harvey. I'm not sure. But they had two unbelievable stats that I were not, I was not aware of when it comes to the Jets. Do you realize the last three Jets touchdown drives, which, again, you have to have a pretty good memory to remember all three. It's been a while. All three have been one play. The, if you wanted to go back and find, when was the last time the Jets had a drive that resulted in a touchdown that was more than one play? You have to go back to the Chiefs game. Oh, my God. It's unbelievable. But yet people call him, and and hosts and and guests, hey, you know, Zach Wilson, he's not so bad. Not so bad. What what, what were you expecting? What were you expecting? That's all. Because I'm watching it, and I'm like, oh, my God. It's like when somebody tries to explain art to you, and they're like, well, the, what the artist was meaning here was with these brush strokes over here, it was a realization of, of globalization in America. I, I'm just looking at colors, dude. I'm just looking at blue. It, it's just blue to me, all right? I don't, sometimes it just is. There's no deeper meaning. Let's go back to the phone, shall we? 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Let's go to uh, Jose's in New Jersey. Jose, what's going on? Hey, Gordon, great show as always. Uh, I'm happy about the whole season. You know why? Because it, it just it just winds up to who you're going to get in the draft pick. Uh, this game on Sunday is going to dictate who has to stay and who has to go. Because after this game, it's going to be downhill after that. Because this is a trap game for the Jets, like all games like this is. They're going to lose this game, and they're going to have to decide who stays and who goes. Now, I know the coaches are tied to Rodgers' hip, but they're going to have to clean house everywhere else except the defense. And if they let if they let Salah go, you're going to have a mutiny next year with the defense. Uh, and that's it. All right, Jose. Uh, look, I don't know. Uh, it's possible. I, I, I would think that the most likely scenario with with not at, without knowing exactly how this season goes is that Robert Salah is back. Now, if the Jets go out and lose the Bills and they lose the Dolphins, and it looks like last year, I think you're going to be forced to make a change. But if they win a, 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 a few games here and they finish, let's say, with seven wins, they're out of the playoffs, but they're not uh, spiraling at the end of the season, I think it will be chalked up mostly to losing Aaron Rodgers four plays into the season. 
But if it does spiral, I, I think that there's really not that many possibilities. And this idea that they're going to go out and hire Jim Harbaugh or hire some hot shot coach, that, that, I think that's out the window. It, 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 I think it's going to depend on, like you saw this past offseason, how did the Jets go about this past offseason? Well, they brought in Aaron Rodgers because they wanted to, 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 to solve the quarterback thing, and they kind of allowed him to be the shadow GM. Why is Alan Lazard here? Why is Randall Cobb here? Uh, why, why, why is Zach Wilson the backup? I think a lot of these things are tied to Aaron Rodgers, and it doesn't, nothing that has happened so far in the course of the year has led me to believe that, that the Jets are now, after this season, going to say, you know what, Aaron, we're going to handle it from here. I think that it's still going to be uh, largely based on keeping him happy. Let's go out to Danny on Long Island. Danny, what's going on? Just imagine I just woke up from a coma, self-induced, nothing too seriously. And the first caller right here says, this is a trap game for the Jets. They'll be looking past Buffalo. Can you, ma- can you imagine this is, what, this is where we are now from week one, that we think the Jets are so good that it's a trap <laughs> game. They're going to underestimate the Buffalo Bills, which, by the way, they, you know, Buffalo has, is no, uh, having no great season either. But I, I don't know. I, I can't take it anymore. But it's just it's the team stinks. The quarterback stinks. Uh, I don't blame the coach necessarily because once once your Hall of Fame quarterback goes down on play three, it's over. The season's over, and there's nothing you can do to replace him. And you know, and how quick it can change. I'm sitting there Thursday night watching on national television a Thursday night game with two great teams, and and look at the offense. This oh my god, this is what it's supposed to look like. And then all of a sudden, as I'm sitting there, Burrow is fumbling the ball on the sidelines, and Lamar Jackson is lying on the turf, and I'm thinking. Two cities, two franchises collectively are holding their breath right now that the entire season is over. And one team it is, and the second team, the guy got up. Lamar Jackson lives to play another game. But this is how quick it happens in the NFL. I mean, it really is like no other sport when you consider the value of these quarterbacks. And guess what, Jet fans? He stinks. You're right, Gordon. You talk about, oh, he's not so good. It's almost like in the old days when you walked inside, the teacher said, guess what? Your kid's an idiot. Now they say, you know, he's not that bad. You know, that two plus two, he got six, and that's close. <laughs> he's almost there. Let's give him a couple of more tries. Right. No, just... the kid isn't any good. Get through the season. Make a plan for next year. You got Aaron Rodgers coming back. But, but the, 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 the amount of coddling and nursing and hoping and praying, you know, he threw that really good pass in the fourth quarter. Oh, really? That's great. Let's hang, let's hang our hats on that for the week. I can't yeah, take it anymore, it pal. Does, as you can I, see, it aggravates me. Danny, I, I'm with you. I understand, but it, some I got to be honest. Somehow they stick. They 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 rope me back in, and I don't think the team stinks. I think the team is pretty good, but they've just they they have decided to to go down with the ship here at, at quarterback, which is the most important position that there is. And this idea, well, Rodgers went down four plays in. Nothing you can do is not true. Take a look. There's a team this year that did not allow that to be the case. The Minnesota Vikings. They started the season horribly. They lost their quarterback to the same injury. And, and what have they done? They went out. They brought in Josh Dobbs. They threw him in there. He's made some plays. And what did they want? Four in a row, five in a row. They have salvaged their season. And they were a team last year that we all said, hey, this, is, this team's a fraud. They lost the Giants. They, they're not any good. They're not as good as their record indicates. They're still winning games. They haven't cashed the chips in. And, and making the playoffs last year, you would have thought that, hey, they made the playoffs last year. It's not working this year. All right, all right, way it goes. No, they haven't cashed the chips in on the season. They made, they, they made moves to go out and, and replace the quarterback. 
And and look at that. They've salvaged the season. And right now, it looks like they, they very well might make the playoffs. Let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. John is in North Bergen. John, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Good morning, Gordon. How you doing? I'm good, man. Company. Thank you for taking my call. I love your show, man. Um, it's been a while since I've spoken with you, but I love listening to you all the time with Larry on Saturdays. But thanks, man. Um, I appreciate it, John. Um, about my Giants, man, what you're talking about, man, I agree with you 100%. Uh, you know, I've been a diehard fan since I was nine. I'm 45 now. But I'm, like, torn in between, like, I, I, as a fan, I still watch my games, my team play, mm-hmm. but I'm mad. I'm like not to cheer about. I'm with this look, mad. But like, I agree with you. We sh- Dave's ain't in trouble. Like he shouldn't be in the hot seat. And I'm torn. This is what I want to ask you, uh, because I believe in DJ. Like it's not DJ's fault. It's not his. You know, he's not the problem. But as far as I hope we don't win out anymore, we don't win another game. But what I want to ask you is, like, what do you think we should do? Like, go for the high draft quarterback prospect that's coming out or or what? That's I'm torn in between that. <clears throat> All right, John. Well, well, thanks for the phone call. Thanks for the kind words. Uh, I think the path for the Giants is very clear. And it is just keep doing what you're doing. Lose every single week. Oh, you can't lose. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Now, there was a time where maybe you didn't want that. Right, going into the season after last year. I get it. But you are where you are. What are they going to do? There's nothing to do. It's done. It is spun, my friend. It is over with. The only thing now is you can mess it up. And if the owner... Uh, this is mostly to 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 John Mara, who it seems like all oh, oh, he doesn't like to tank. Well, what's the difference between tanking and what you're doing, and what you've done so far this year? There is no difference. So, winning another game for the Giants is more destructive to the long-term goals than anything else. You would be better off rehiring Dave Gettleman at this point than winning another. game. Don't win <laughs> another game. And then when you, if things play out as it looks like right now, you are going to have either the first pick or the second pick. And if, if that's the case, you will have your pick of the quarterbacks. And it's very clear. I'm not even going to tell you because I have not seen enough of Caleb Williams or Drake May or any, but it's very simple. If there's a quarterback at one or two that you love, you take that quarterback. That is your long-term solution to the most important position in sports. If you get to one or two, or if somehow you're at three and you don't like any, all right, fine. The, the next path is also very simple. And it kind of plays perfectly into the Giants who are not, they have a real talent problem. You take that third pick and you sell that pick to the highest bidder and you have draft picks. You allow that pick to become a pick where you are recouping the benefits of that for years to come. The best thing you can do in terms of the draft a lot of times is stockpile as, ma- t- as many shots at the dartboard as possible. It doesn't matter who you are and who's running your organization. It's pretty clear the hit rate, even in the first round, at best is like 50%. So you want more shots at the dartboard. So if you're picking one, you're picking two, and you love the quarterback that's available to you there, great. If not, 
I don't care about Marvin Harrison Jr. I don't care about whatever the best offensive line prospect is. Take that pick and move down some spots and recoup as much draft capital, draft assets as humanly possible and start rebuilding this thing from the ground up. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. So I've had the first cup of coffee for today. I'm now on to the second cup of coffee. And the first cup of coffee has taken hold. I can, I can feel it surging through my veins. And the second cup of coffee is coming to the rescue right by. It's like it's tag team partner running down the aisle as we speak. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. I should tell you, the comedian Stavros Halkius, as opposed to the orthodontist. No, the comedian Stavros Halkius is performing at the Beacon Theater on Thursday, November 30th, and Friday, December 1st. My birthday. Be caller number one right now at 888-987-ESPN, and you'll score a pair of tickets for the Thursday night show. For full contest rules, go to ESPNNewYork.com. It's brought to you by Live Nation. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. All right, so it is the Gordon Damer Show. We spent a lot of the time talking about the Jets and Giants. And we'll continue to take your phone calls at 1-800-919-ESPN. Coming up, uh, 1030, it is, of course, what I learned on TikTok. We have moved poop rankings, the polar opposite of power rankings in the NFL, to 1130. So we'll do that at 1130, what I learned on TikTok coming up at 1030. But right now, I want to do something that even I did not think I could do on a radio station in New York. And that is, I am going to defend Yankee GM Brian Cashman. No, that is the, no, we're not using that sound effect for this. I know that might seem appropriate. No, that's for Zach Wilson. That is, if we have to put the Zach Wilson free zone into effect, that is the sound effect. We will, we, we're, not, we're not crossing sound effects. That is exclusively for Zach Wilson. But there's two things that have come out, I guess, in the course of the last, you know, sometimes we don't get to these things uh, on, on the nighttime show because there's so much going on and coming off a Nick game, coming off a Ranger game. So, A, the first thing is Brian Cashman's comments about Giancarlo Stanton that have gotten people into a tizzy. Oh, my God. Did you hear what he said about Giancarlo? He said he gets hurt. He's his player. He's insulting his player. When we all know it's true. We all know it's true. And really what I think that what he was saying there was when going about Putting a team together this year, he has to expect, rightfully so, that Giancarlo Stanton is going to get hurt. And his backup option to Giancarlo Stanton, when he inevitably gets hurt, cannot be Willie Calhoun or Franchi Cordero or Billy McKinney or Jake Bowers. And I'll be honest with you, there's at least a 0% possibility that if he hits next year like he has hit for the last year and a half, you'd kind of want him on the IL in Giancarlo Stanton. I went back and looked. Second half of 2022, he hit 151 with an on-base of 246 and a slugging of 336. Are those good numbers? No. No, they're not. So the amount of reaction that Brian Cashman got for just stating an obvious fact that, yes, Giancarlo Stanton gets hurt. He's been here for forever. He misses time every single season. That first year was the only season that he's been healthy. 
every other season outside of that, he has been hurt at some point, and now it's gotten to the stage where even when he plays, you are watching him and saying, what is wrong with him? Why can he not move? It's like nothing we've ever seen before. So just simply stating it, maybe there was a, a more politically correct, more um, uh, smoother way to, to, to put it out there that, yes, we have to anticipate that we will not have him for 150 games next year. But truth is truth. I would much, as opposed to when he went to Brian Dice Cashman earlier in the offseason, I would much rather him be just spitting facts. And, and, and I don't know that there's a fact that he can spit that's hotter than, yes, Giancarlo Stanton will get hurt. So the, He's cooking he, right now. Right, he's cooking right now. Um, the offshoot of his comments about Stanton and then the back and forth with, oh, well, you know, Stanton's agent is also Yamamoto's agent. He's not going to come here because he said that about you. Are you five years old? Are you five? Have you never seen what happens? What, John, what Brian Cashman's comments about Giancarlo Stanton have absolutely zero, 0.0 impact on where Yamamoto is going to end up. There's, there's no set of scenarios that Yamamoto, what the Yankees are offering, how much they are. Oh, but they said that about uh, Stanton. Oh, I, I don't know if I want to go there now. Come on, grow up, grow up. He's going to go where he gets what he wants. If it, I don't know what his, uh, the, the most important thing, maybe it's the most money where he wants to live winning situ. I don't know. East coast, West coast. I, I don't know. Whatever's the most important thing to Yamamoto. He will go where he gets that. And if the Yankees are the team that is offering the most money, then he almost certainly will go there. And, and Brian Cashman's comments about Giancarlo Stanton and Stanton's agent being Yamamoto's agent has, has absolutely nothing to do with – one has absolutely nothing to do with the other. Absolutely nothing. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Go to uh, Subi as in Midtown. Subi, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, Gordon, I was thinking about the John Carlos Stan situation. And, you know, when we watched John Carlos Stan in his prime or even recently with the Yankees and he was launching those 500-foot home runs, it was amazing. It was like one of the things during the All-Star game he even did, a moonshot off uh, outside of Dodger Stadium. But the point is, is that the baseball game has evolved past home runs i think there's a lot more to it and i think what next year brings is a situation where not only do you need healthy bats is that you need uh, healthy pitchers but like a, a sort of a new young core a new young core four so where's that going to come from uh, because that's how the yankees won in the past with their core four players i don't see anyone in that realm right now on their roster so is soto the only way forward because with Giancarlo, it's sad because you gave him a lot of money and it was a reactionary to the Red Sox tales of World Series wins. And is that going to be something that they're going to keep doing, reactionary spending, or uh, just keep building with these young prospects? That's all i got to say. All right, so we, well, look, uh, the, 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 first off, Core 4 is nonsense. Uh, that, that is a, a marketing slogan to sell autographs uh, because if you're not including Bernie Williams in what turned around the Yankees, then you're just not telling the truth. Uh, Bernie Williams may be the most underrated 
baseball player, maybe most underrated athlete we've had in this town in maybe the last 50 years. So if you're not including him in the mix, uh, it's all nonsense. So that core four stuff, don't worry about that. Here's the problem. The Yankees are kind of stuck where they're at. And, and they could either go one of two ways. They can kind of wait it out and wait for some of these bad contracts to kind of come off the books, or they can push more chips into the center of the table. Um, and, and pushing more chips into the center of the table could end up backfiring. <laughs> you could be crapped out and really locked. They're already kind of locked in. You could be really locked in to a bad team for a longer period of time. So Juan Soto, I've been on record as saying that I, I would love to have him. He would fix a lot of the problems because the Yankees' problems are offense, scoring runs. It's been a problem for a while. It became the, the, the clear-cut number one, two, and three problem last year because the offense was just as bad as it was. And Juan Soto is a, on track to be a future Hall of Fame-type player. I mean, like, worst-case scenario, he's like Juan Gonzalez, and you're getting him at the age of 25, 26. So uh, that would be the, the road that I would go. I don't think the Yankees will end up going that road. It would go against type for Brian Cashman to trade prospects for a guy who is a year away from free agency who will demand, what, $500 million and has uh, Scott Boris as a client. I just don't think that that's the road that they will end up going down. But they have to figure out Figure out the offense. That is the number one problem that they have to figure out this offseason. And uh, you can say home runs aren't part of the game. I've given you the numbers. Every postseason, the team that hits the most home runs wins in the postseason. And to get to the postseason, you have to hit home run. The problem last year was not that the Yankees were exclusively home run or bust. They were bust. They didn't have good hitters. That was the problem. Uh, my concern is that they, would, they will more likely go down the Cody Bellinger road, and that scares me. Uh, he, if you take a look at the underlying metrics uh, from an analytical point of view, you can see Homer, oh, he had a big bounce back season. He's back to being where he is. The Yankee, Cashman has already screwed up the evaluation on Bellinger. Last year was this time to sign him. That was when they could have really used him and he did have a bounce back season. Now you're going to be paying more because of his, him coming off a season and he's looking for what, five, six, seven, eight year contract? He would concern me. I, I would did not want to go down that road. Now, the one name that was mentioned in reports this week, Manuel Margot. Did you see that? The Yankees are thinking because they need a center fielder. They need two outfielders and certainly need a center fielder. And he's a center fielder. Uh, how would that work? Would that be a good move? Well, let's see. Let's run it down, right? Let's, let's do it together. He's 29. He's constantly hurt. He bats right-handed. He's had one slightly above average offensive season in his career, and it's now, what, eight, nine years old. Uh, the Rays want to get rid of him. He's uh, making $10 million this season, and he has a player option for next year at $12 million. I mean, outside of that, he sounds like a perfect fit. I, it was almost like if you drew up a player that you should not want, that would, that would be pretty much a lot of the – you would check a lot of the boxes. So why are they talking about him? Well, I would think it's one of two things. A – they got a lot of holes to fill, people, and they don't have that much money to spend. Hal has gone on record as saying, well, we shouldn't need a $300 million payroll. Okay. 
if you're thinking that this is going to be the offseason, well, we're going to get Soto, and we're going to get Yamamoto, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do that. that. That's not, they're going to have one, I think, one big splash move. Maybe it's Soto, maybe it's Yamamoto, maybe it's a trade, I'm not sure. But they're going to have to fill in the other parts of the team with smaller moves. I, I just don't think that they're going to go out and, and break the bank and shoot the locks off the wallet and now go out and spend $300 million. I don't think that that's the offseason they're going to have. Ralph is an Edison. Ralph, go, my man. Hey, Gordon. How are you? Hey, what's going on? Not much, man. I just I just got to say, I hate your take on the Aaron Rodgers making a comeback. I just feel like it's unfair to put a negative twist on what he's trying to do, right? Any player that's trying to make a comeback from an injury to help his team win, I mean, how can you find anything negative about that, right? Yeah, sure. Why not take the full year, get healthy, and, and not risk to get re-injured? But I think with, with football, at the end of the day, it's a, it's a violent sport. Whether he comes back this year or next year, the risk is still going to be there. Who's to say he waits till next year and then the, the first three plays he gets injured again? So I think, you know, having the negative twist of saying, oh, he's being selfish, I just think it's a little bit unfair. As a Dolphin fan, you know, that's, that's I, you, as soon as you said that, you said, oh, you're a Dolphin fan. That made sense to me. Okay. Oh, look, Ralph, uh, and, and you're f- free to feel the way you want, and thanks for the phone call. You're saying that he's coming back to help his team win. I am looking because he doesn't even know at this point if the team will wins will actually salvage anything for the season. To me, based on who Aaron Rodgers is and how he, he, he carries himself in public, it feels a whole lot more like he is doing this for the Aaron Rodgers brand to prove, hey, I told you so. He loves to be able to, oh, I to- see, I told you. It's more about his brand than it is the Jets. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. It's impossible. I'm just getting warmed up. Full of hijinks. And look, I'm not your friend, so I'm not your friend. I'm your enemy. And educational. You sound like you're a moron. It's what I learned on TikTok, starring Gordon Damer. Oh, yes, people, it is the Gordon Damer Show. It is, well, slightly past 1030, but you know, it's that time. I, as a 52-year-old man, soon to be 53, spend way too much time on that TikTok app. And I actually looked, I brought it up last week, like, you ever look and see where you're spending your screen time? And I looked at what the number, oof, I almost vomited with how much time I spend on that TikTok app. But it's because I learned such interesting but yet completely useless information. So we've crafted this segment. Joe, Harvey, get a little chance in the spotlight. I'll give them four pieces of information, three of which I've just made up. They're not true. But one of the one of the things is uh, something that I learned this week on TikTok. That's why we call it what I learned on TikTok. You see how it works. All right, Joe, Harvey, how we doing, my friends? We ready to roll? I kind of wish I had some coffee like you had, but I'll, I'll go oh, first. So good. You use any creamer coffee. in your coffee or no? What's that? Put any creamer in your coffee or I, no? A little bit. I'm supposed to be doing the intermittent fasting, so you're not really supposed to have any cream, but... What no, but coffee help. Olympics? What, uh, what am I doing? Today? Coffee help you out with that. Right. Life is short. Have the have the coffee. Have the donut. You'll be fine. Uh, how are we doing? All right, Harry? We good today? No, I'm great. All right. Let's get started, shall we? Number one, Harvey, Amber Alert messages are received on Android phones three seconds faster than iPhones. Number two, recently a prescription bottle 
for Elvis Presley sold at auction for almost $4 million. Number three, the actor Jason Statham almost drowned when filming the movie Expendables 3, but his training as an Olympic diver helped save him. Or number four, Roy Sullivan, who was documented as having been struck by lightning the most times, died in 1983, but to this day, his gravestone has been struck by lightning so often that a webcam has been set up to keep track of the event. So again, to recap, Amber Alert messages received by Android phones quicker than iPhones. Recently, a prescription bottle for Elvis Presley sold at auction for almost $4 million. The uh, actor Jason Statham almost drowned when filming the movie Expendables 3, but his training as an Olympic diver helped to save him. And then number four, Roy Sullivan, struck by lightning more than anyone else, died in 83, but his gravestone has been struck so often a webcam has been set up to keep track of the event. The Expendables, by the way, one of the great movie series of all time. You know, I don't think I've ever seen an Expendables. I mean, in terms of like all-star cast. Uh -huh. I oh, guess they definitely right. had an all-star cast. No Tremendous. Question. Yeah. Except I don't know why I do this fourth one now. It's like it's becoming like Godfather territory. Anyway, I'm going to go with the Amber Alert. Amber Alert. You think Amber Alerts go to Android phones faster than I No, that's not true. I actually said there was a comedian that said that, uh, and they said the, the the joke was that they, they send them to Android phones quicker because they want to find out who might have taken a child. The Android people are weird people is what they're basically saying. I don't know. Are you an Android guy or an iPhone guy? No, I'm an iPhone guy. All right. Well, taking a shot at the Android people. There's to everything there. All right. Uh, wow. All right. Uh, so cross that one off, Ari. That's not it. So you got Elvis Presley, Jason Statham, or Roy Sullivan. I'm going to go in order. Give me Elvis Presley. Elvis Presley. Recently, a prescription bottle for Elvis Presley sold at auction for almost $4 million. Well, no, that's not true. Uh, you there big was dumb a prescription. idiot. What are you doing? Yeah, there was a prescription bottle for Elvis that was sold. I think it went for like $10,000. It was, it was not $4 million. So that's not true. Cross that one off. So you got now uh, Jason Statham in your favorite uh, movie series, The Expendables, or Roy Sullivan getting struck by lightning. Statham has done a lot of action scenes in movies. Mm -hmm. Crank was a crazy movie. Does he do any diving in it? I'd have to imagine. There's water involved. What do you out. mean you'd have to imagine? You've seen the movies. I have, but it's been a long time. I'm not like you. Or piece of. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm yeah. I'm going Statham. Yeah, sure. Jason Statham. You're gonna yes. go with that. One. I'm gonna go with All that right. in your face. Lock it in. Yes, that is actually correct. Yeah, Jason Statham was an Olympic diver. And he almost drowned and something happened with the car and it went in the water. And I'm not exactly sure on all the details. I'm not a details guy. I'm a big picture guy. But there you go, Harvey. Very good. Nice job. All right, Joe. As I say every week when you follow Harvey, couldn't really do much worse than that. So uh, sky's the limit, buddy. How are we feeling? You all right? You over your little uh, head cold, whatever you had there? Yeah, that was it was a... Uh residual of a flu shot effect but all right we're, we're back ready low ready and all right don't go down that vaccine road please jesus that's the last thing we need uh all right here we go uh, joe um number one pop tarts and twinkies both have 11 ingredients and they share 10 of the 11 number two eddie van halen once sought out sought out guitar tips from john denver number three in his later years charlton heston 
spent time lobbying for the legalization of cockfighting. Number four, one of the co-creators of the Keurig coffee machines had to be treated for caffeine poisoning because he loved his invention so much. So to, to recap, Pop-Tarts, Twinkies, both 11 ingredients. They share 10 of them. Number two, Eddie Van Halen once had to so seek out uh, guitar tips from John Denver, of all people. Number three, in his later years, Charlton Heston spent time lobbying for the legalization of cockfighting. Or number four, one of the co-creators of the Keurig coffee machines had to be treated for caffeine poisoning because he loved his invention so much. Oh, boy. Um... Give me Eddie Van Halen seeking out John Denver for some guitar tips. I just like that as a story. Sure, lock it in. Lock it in. No, that's not true. Now, it, it's, it, he, he did. Stinks. Yeah, he did seek out uh, advice from Glenn Campbell. Glenn Campbell apparently was like a, a great guitar. I don't really know Glenn. I know Rock, Rhinestone Cowboy and a couple other ones. But yeah, Eddie Van Halen actually went to Alice Cooper, who knew Glenn Campbell, and they worked that. The John Denver was not involved, though. That's the. The takeaway here, John Denver was off flying his plane. Uh, all right, so now you're down to Pop-Tarts, Twinkies, uh, Charlton Heston, and the Keurig guy. Since coffee has been largely consumed on this on this uh, show, give me mm -hmm. the, the Keurig co-creator having caffeine poisoning. All right, lock it in. Gosh darn it, yes, that is correct. Good job, Joe. Yes, the uh, one of the co-creators of Keurig was drinking 30 to 40 cups of coffee a day. I can't figure out why my heart is racing. You're lucky you're alive, dude. Yeah, he had to be treated for caffeine poisoning. I didn't even know that was a thing. How long do you think that can last, that intake of I, I'm not caffeine. sure. The fact that this guy made it through. You drink 30 to 40 cups of coffee a day. You didn't think there was going to be ramifications? Also, who has as much time in the day to drink 30 or 40 cups of coffee? Like, how fast sure. are you drinking that cup of coffee? Now, see, the one with Charlton Heston, that, act, that was actually true for... Um, Oh, who, who was the guy that, uh, who was the uh, cocoon guy and diabetes? Wilford Brimley. Wilford Brimley, that was true. He actually spent his later years lobbying for the legalization of, of roosters strapping razor blades on their feet and going at it. Weird way to spend your final days, but there you go. You learn something new every day. Even when it's a lie, it's something you learn. It's a fascinating segment. All right, uh, Joe, Harvey, you can team up on this last one. And this one I really love. This one you're going to try to find the one lie. There's three truths in this next little sequence. Are we ready? Do it. Number one, Osama bin Laden oh, had God. a huge crush on Mariah Carey and wanted to marry her. Number two, the rapper Pusha T wrote the commercial jingles for McDonald's I'm Loving It and Arby's we have the meats. Number three, Paul Winchell, who was the original voice of Tigger in Winnie the Pooh, later went on to help create the artificial heart. Or number four, the band Leonard Skinnerd took their name from a gym teacher they all hated at school named Leonard Skinner. But Leonard Skinner got the last laugh as he has outlived all of the original members of the group. This is the lie we're going for here? Yeah, you're looking for... There's one lie in this group. Three of them are true. You would think you would know the rules of the game by now. This might be the toughest one yet, personally. Wow. wow. I take that as a... 
Badge of Honor. Yeah, it's quite the slope when you start out with Osama bin Laden. Yeah. Really nowhere to go down after that. I'm going to go with Leonard Skinner. Okay. Leonard Skinner. Great songs there. Still work 50 years later. Give me Pusha T being Pusha the, T. the ghost writer for uh, McDonald's and Arby's. Both locked in, and both are incorrect. No, both of those are true. God, you're wrong. Oh, excuse me. Both of those are, uh, oh, wait a second. What is going on here? No, you're looking for the lie, right? Yes. Did I screw this up? Oh, no. Controversy. <laughs> I think I screwed this up. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I actually had two lies in here. Yeah, I actually screwed this up. I lost uh, I lost the thread. Oh, my goodness. No, Leonard Skinner, uh, the guy, did not outlive uh, all the original members. That That is a lie. So, so whoever said Leonard Skinner, Harvey, you got that one right. The other lie was Osama bin Laden wanted to marry uh, Mariah Carey. That's not true. Oh, I wouldn't Push a T. Then. Let's uh, try to distract from the fact that I screwed up the rules of my own game. Pusha T actually did write the uh, lyrics to uh, I'm Loving It from McDonald's, but he doesn't have any publishing rights for that one. So he came back, and I think he gets like 40% of the publishing rights on the Arby's, We Have the Meats. That's true. And Paul Winchell, who was the original vo- uh, voice of Tigger on Winnie the Pooh, did later go on and help create the uh, artificial heart. So there you go. You Even would, though I screwed up the rules. You would think you know the rules of the game by you now. You would think you would know the rules. That's I, I, I bit myself in the butt. But there you go, my friends. That is what I have learned this week on TikTok. And now, because of this segment, you, whether you wanted to or not, have learned it. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, we'll get more of your phone calls involved, but we got to get into the sports, the Jets, the Giants, the Yankees, all that stuff and more. And, and we have not even, we were with an hour 48 into the show. We've not even touched on the Knicks yet. We'll do that next. It's the Gordon Damer Show, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, people, the Michael K. Show holiday party returns on Friday, December 8th at your mother's house in Garden City Park, Long Island. Where is it going to be? Your mother's house. With plenty of giveaways for fans and attendants, including ticket packages from the Jets, the Knicks, the Rangers, the Islanders, plus special guest appearances by Amani Toomer, Rick DiPietro, and a whole lot more. So mark your advent calendars and get ready to spread some holiday cheer at the Michael K. Show holiday party Friday, December 8th at your mother's house in Garden City Park, Long Island. It's brought to you by the New York Islanders, Jake's 58 Casino Hotel, Yingling Traditional Lager and Flight by Yingling, the most perfect beers for the holiday season, Security Dodge, visit securitydodge.com and come get some selection, and benefiting the Garden of Dreams Foundation. All right, 1-800-919-ESPN is the uh, telephone number. Coming up 11 o'clock, we'll get our NFL picks. So if you have, if you're looking to take your holiday budget and just flush it right down the toilet, we'll help you do that coming up at 11 o'clock. 11.30, we got poop rankings, the polar opposite of power rankings in the NFL. Wonder where the Giants will be this week. Uh, but I did want to touch a little bit on the Knicks. Knicks go out last night, beat the Wizards. 120 to 99 uh, on a court that made me feel like I was colorblind. I've never been colorblind, but it definitely felt like that was the case last night. But in terms of the game, Brunson does his thing. Randall is looking like he's rounding into form. So the panic there has subsided a little bit, at least for the time being. Uh, Emmanuel quickly was huge off the bench. No RJ again. So it's good to see things have stabilized. That's what you're looking for. When it, when the Knicks started out two and four to the season, 
that panic for Nick fans is always bubbling under the surface. Even though the volcano might not be erupting, it's always right there. It's never dormant. It's not going to be ever dormant, I don't think. But you know what happens when there's a bad spell. It's going to go back to all the same touchstones. Ah, Tibbs, you got to get rid of Tibbs. Randall, got to trade him. Got to go make a te- go, go make a big trade. Here's the thing. The Knicks are a good team. They're a good team. And the takeaway from last night was the Knicks were good. The Wizards are awful. And the narrative around the Knicks is always going to be about the big trade. You know, it's funny because now that the Knicks have kind of stabilized the season, you hear this narrative around the Knicks of, well, they're going to have to make a trade because right now, yeah, they could be a playoff team and yeah, maybe they can win a playoff series, but that's it. That's their ceiling. As if the Knicks have been doing this for like the last decade. They've just kind of stabilized things. The first year with Tibbs, they made the playoffs. We all thought it was a miracle that they made the playoffs this year. The following year, they took a step back, didn't make the playoffs, didn't make the play-in. And then last year, they not only make the playoffs, they won a playoffs. It's not like the Knicks have been stuck in neutral for the last decade. Oh, my God, we know what the story. In the, the previous four years to these four years, the win total was like 23 games. So, yeah. I'm sure the Knicks would like to make that big trade. That is how Leon Rose ultimately is going to be judged. But here's the uncomfortable. There's no superstars to trade for. There are not that many superstars. And the Knicks package of assets, teams are not like going to break up their, te- their, their team falling all over themselves to get lottery-protected first-round picks from the Pistons and the Wizards and whoever else they got. The Mavericks. But it feels like we've been talking about the Knicks and, and Knicks for clicks for so long that we've gotten back to the... It's like the, the scene in uh, Glen Gary, Glenn Ross when, when they, they're handing out the leads and Al Pacino has already had the same... How am I going to make a living off these deadbeats? Where'd you get this one? From the morgue? We've, we're, we've circled all the way back to the same names we've been talking about for the last, it feels like, five years. Carl Anthony Towns and Zach Levine. and That, that ain't it. Now, I don't know. I think what this has shown you this year is that maybe the Knicks can't wait to trade for the superstar because one's not going to become available. So they have to figure out a way to simply get a player who can be considered maybe the best player on their team. Now, that might not be a superstar. I don't think Jalen Brunson is a superstar because there's only like five or six of them in the entire sport. But can they figure out a way to package these assets as we get closer to the trade deadline and figure out a deal. And I can tell you right now, it ain't Carl Anthony Towns. It ain't Zach Levine. Uh, it ain't, um, I don't want it to be Zion Williamson because the guy's never healthy. Who is that next person? And can you find somebody who's better than what you got, but might not be that true superstar? Kind of kind of in the Donovan Mitchell role. That's kind of what you, you'd probably be looking at. And who knows? Maybe it's him. Speaking of names that we've all mentioned before.